Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest in sports news, fantasy analysis, and opinions. Don't forget the hot takes. Can't have a sports show without hot takes these days. What about hot cakes, though? Mm, I want some hot cakes. Now, here's your host, ready to jump into the thick of things, Dwayne Callender. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. We are continuing on with our review of the NCAA Bracket. Uh, we're going to get into the Midwest region, which I'll be honest, this is uh, a couple of uh, heavy hitters in here and teams that I don't really think are going to be much of an impact, but I'll get into my reasons why. So uh, without much further ado, let's talk about the uh, third uh, ranked uh, number one seed in North Carolina, uh, the Tar Heels. I think, uh, from a profile standpoint, are the best team to match up against Duke. It's just, in terms of offensive and defensive efficiency, the Tar Heels are in the top uh, seven in both uh, offense and defense. From a tempo standpoint, they're in the top 50. You know, it's just one of those uh, teams that I think, from a balance standpoint, they have so many things going for them. They're one of the few teams that do can't just uh, be able to um, uh, push around at all. So, you know, uh, it's the closest uh, comp uh, uh, comparable uh, that Duke has in terms of talent level and uh, just being able to play coordinated basketball. Obviously, Carolina doesn't have uh, the NBA uh, uh, top-level talent as they would uh, with guys like Luke May, but they have so much experience with uh, Cam, uh, Cam Johnson that they have enough of wherewithal to be able to sustain those runs that Duke tends to go on. Because the, the issue with Duke is you're going to get blitzed at different points of the game, it's more along the lines of can you avoid the turnovers and, uh, you know, uh, not get too caught up in the moment. Uh, that's the one thing Carolina can do. They can they can get easier buckets that most teams can't do. And, again, because Carolina can push tempo as well, you know, they don't necessarily have the issues that other teams do when they go up against Duke. And that, you know, when tempo gets pushed up, they kind of fall uh, fall apart. Uh, that's the reason why, you know, I don't necessarily see a team like Kentucky being able to match up against Duke. Uh, Kentucky being the number two seed in the region. 
but we'll, we'll get into that uh, in a bit. But, you know, like just kind of going through the bracket itself, uh, Carolina's got Iona in the first round. Don't see much of anything happening there. Uh, the 8-9 matchup in the Midwest, you've got Utah State and Washington. Washington, you know, <laughs> I mean, the Pac-12 was an overall dumpster fire this year in terms of competition between Arizona basically being on a death penalty sentence uh, because of Sean Miller's actions. Also in the federal wiretap investigation that's been going on. Um, but, you know, just a ton of teams in uh, disarray uh for the Pac-12, I mean, Steve Alford getting fired early on in the year with UCLA. Like, there were just a number of things going on with Pac-12 teams that, you know, made it a league where the fact that they got three teams in the tournament, uh, you know, I I, I just look at it as like, a, you know, Oregon winning and getting the automatic bid. That's what screwed this up overall, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but uh, Washington was technically the best team in the Pac-12 throughout the year. You know, they, you know, it, 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 it's a team that, you know, they shoot three-pointers, and that's about it. I, I can't really say anything that nice about the team because... Washington played throughout the year. It was a weak conference, and, uh, you know, from a metric standpoint, you know, nothing about Washington really jumps out at you. There's a reason why after dropping uh, uh, dropping the Pac-12 title game, they got knocked down to a nine seed. Uh, it's it's just a, a team that doesn't really have a whole lot going for it um, with uh, – you know, they got three seniors on the roster. At least that gives them a little bit of experience. But uh, as the, an overall team, top to bottom, uh, they they just did not impress at all during the year. Uh, it's as simple as that. Uh, Utah State, on the other hand, a solid year uh, throughout in terms of uh, doing well in the Mountain West. Uh, you know, in terms of... Uh, uh, what the Utah State Aggies do well, defensive rebounding uh, was pretty much their calling card. Uh, they did have a win over Nevada State. I mean, uh, they did have a win over Nevada earlier this year, which uh, ended up getting mired in controversy because uh, you had almost a physical altercation between the Nevada team and the Utah State fans that had stormed the court, but that's neither here nor there. Utah State should be able to get a win against Washington. I think that pretty much is where it goes there. Um, you know, I I don't see them being able to offer anything that would give uh, uh, North Carolina any trouble. Uh, the thing about North Carolina last year was uh, they just ran into a buzzsaw of a Mississippi State team that had NBA talent on that roster. Uh, that Mississippi State team last year just underachieved, and then all of a sudden, once the lights were on and guys were thinking about uh, NBA prospects, then they decided to turn it on. Uh, you know, one of the more bizarre things that you'll see in the second round matchup 
Uh, but uh, yeah, Carolina getting absolutely uh, dumped on uh, last year, I-, I think gives them even more uh, uh, reason to uh, be laser focused uh, for the tournament this year. So I just don't see anything happening in uh, the early rounds uh, to Carolina. So moving on, uh, you got Auburn, who's overseeded as a five seed, playing New Mexico State. Uh, New Mexico State uh, dominated the WAC uh, this year. Uh, just uh, they 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 had a great year. Not not a strong uh, non conference schedule, which is why you know despite uh, having a great year in the WAC. Uh, you know, you see New Mexico State as a 12 seed because uh, in terms of a uh, non-conference schedule, they were pretty much in the bottom uh, 30% in all of NCAA competition. Uh, don't really have any signature wins. They dominate their conference. Uh, don't play uh, great defense based off of the metrics. Because uh, they're only in, uh, they only ranked about uh, in the mid 80s in terms of uh, overall team defense um, uh, adjusted. They play at a slower pace, so I'm not a big fan of New Mexico State. The one thing that I have concerns about, though, is that for Auburn. They're a Bruce uh, Pearl coach team, and the one thing I always say about Bruce uh, Pearl coach teams is that they're like the guy at the craps table when they're on a hot streak and everyone's crowding around them, and they're about to lose and roll snake eyes. It happens pretty much every single time Bruce Pearl's in the NCAA uh, competition. Everyone's always talking up on how his team's in great form. They got they're poised to make a deep run. You know what? Usually that's when the lights are about to go out. So maybe Auburn gets the win here in the first round, and I don't really see much else coming else uh, after that point. Auburn, you know, from a metric standpoint, they play good defense, uh, and they have uh, they have one of the more efficient offenses in the league. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong. From a metric standpoint, there's nothing wrong with saying that Auburn can do well in the NCAA tournament because, you know, they turn the ball, uh, they they force teams to turn the ball over at an incredibly high rate. I believe they're in the top five in that in terms of uh, uh, the Ken Palm rankings. But the 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 biggest uh, knock I have on them, bes- uh, besides the fact that uh, you know. They have a really bad tendency to get into cold stretches shooting uh, the ball. Uh, you know, I, I just don't have any confidence in Bruce Pearl. Uh, you know, there have been more than a few early first-round exits uh, uh, that have compiled in his career. That's the reason why he's a sub-500 coach in the NCAA tournament with over 20 uh, appearances in the tournament. Um, it's just... I, I just don't really see a whole lot coming out of this Auburn group. I think uh, you know, and when it and when it does go out, it always looks ugly for Bruce Pearl uh, teams in the NCAA tournament. So uh, I, I just think that uh, you know they get they get an initial win here against New Mexico State, but if they they got knocked off in a five twelve upset, 
it would not surprise me in the slightest. It, you know, I've seen this story too many times, uh, to be perfectly honest. Moving on to another team that flops quite often in NCAA tournament. We got Bill Self and his Kansas Jayhawks versus Northeastern. Uh, here's the problem with Kansas. Uh, you know, they didn't win the Big 12 this year because of injuries. Uh, you, you've got uh, Udoka Azubuke, uh, who's done for the year uh, with, uh, with a wrist injury. And LeGerald Vick took a, a, a leave of absence, uh, even though he was a, the second in, uh, second in scoring on the team. Um, you know, it's just not the same team that it was in the beginning of the year. I don't really have a great feel for Kansas. Uh, the The only reason why I could say that Auburn can make it to the Sweet 16 is because I don't know what Kansas team is going to show up. So if if you told me that a weaker uh, Northeastern team pulled off an upset, uh, I would be surprised because Northeastern runs a, one of those gimmick offenses uh, where they don't play any big people, they they they'll play four small guards and just try to do uh, uh, Nelly Ball. Uh, uh, for those of you who don't know what Nelly Ball is, that is uh, Coach Don Nelson's uh, approach to uh, former NBA coach Don Nelson and his approach to playing basketball, where you play a bunch of undersized guards, you play one mostly undersized center as well, you try to out. Uh, out, af- uh, out uh, athletic your own opponent. So in terms of agility and speed, you try to beat them out to the rebounds and you're jacking up a ton of shots. Uh, you know, they basically shoot uh, 40% from the field. Uh, and in that lineup, they got at least uh, five guys that average double digit points. Uh, so it's a spread out uh, team in terms of uh, efficiency. It's just one where... Uh, I would say Northeastern, you know, they're not going to be playing much defense that's uh, that's going to concern you because, again, with an undersized lineup, they're going to be uh, matchup uh, problems all across the court that Kansas should be able to take advantage of uh, if, you know, if they're, if they're managing uh, the ball correctly and they're not turning it over. I just look at it as it's a different Kansas team than we've seen. So it's a lot of uh, leaning on a couple of freshmen. Uh, So it's not great. Uh, This isn't like your typical Kansas team. But usually, I will say this about Bill Self teams. It's when you expect Kansas to get knocked out of the tournament early, that's when Kansas makes their deep runs in the NCAA tournament. So... There's that positive spin on it, is that the Kansas is going to have no positive buzz going into this tournament whatsoever. So they're playing with house money, uh, given all the, all the injuries that have occurred uh, to the team. Uh, but, you know, I don't really, I can't really call an upset here because, he, he, you know, uh, from watching Northeastern play uh, the one or two times I, I had a chance to, usually they're, they'd be on like a CBS Sports uh network kind of game uh i can't say i was impressed but you know it's a different look than what kansas is going to be used to i just think that kansas uh you know if they stay patient and run the offense uh they'll be able to pull away and win by double digits 
Uh, and to be honest, getting a matchup against Auburn isn't the worst thing in the world because people are going to pick Auburn in that matchup, and I think uh, Kansas could win that matchup straight up. So uh, there's that for food for thought. Iowa State as the 6th seed versus Ohio State as the 11th seed. Ohio State was one of those teams that was fortunate enough to get into the NCAA tournament. Uh, They play solid defense, but man, the Buckeyes really struggle from the offensive end. Uh, They're not a great uh, uh, perimeter shooting team. Most of the commentary that I say about Auburn applies that even uh, stronger to uh, Auburn in that uh, they're not great from an offensive efficiency standpoint. They're not as good as defensively. And from a tempo standpoint, they're in the bottom. Uh, they're in the bottom third. There's nothing really uh, all that uh, lovely to say about Ohio State other than, you know, it's an accomplishment that they avoided being in the playing game. But outside of that, you know, this is one of those teams that you could have taken out of a tournament and no one would have actually missed them at all. Um, with that being said, Iowa, uh, Iowa State, you know, wasn't all that impressive in the Big 12 uh, regular season. They did put it together uh, to become the low-seeded low team ever to win the Big 12 conference tournament. Uh, you know, they uh, are in the top 10 uh, in offensive efficiency, and uh, one of the reasons being is that they get a lot of easy baskets uh, from an efficiency standpoint. Uh, as I said, they're in the top 10, but from uh, an overall field goal shooting perspective, uh, they shoot 55% from the field, uh, and they're not a, really a three-point shooting team. They kind of work the, uh, they work the ball into the middle of the paint. Uh, they get easier buckets, uh, you know, it's just not a great defensive team, but against an Ohio State team that, you know, doesn't really do much to threaten you, I think Iowa State should be in a good spot to move on here. Uh, I, I don't really see any kind of upset potential. I just don't think uh, Iowa State does anything that really moves the needle one way or another, though. Moving on. Uh, to Houston versus Georgia State, uh, the Cougars and the American Athletic Conference. Uh, you know they have uh, a, a roster of players that should be able to do, do well in the NCAA tournament. Uh, Houston, as you may recall, had a great matchup against Michigan in the round of 32 last year. Michigan managed to knock off Houston and then make it all the way to the Final Four. A lot of Cougars fans thought that that was their year to make a run, and then they had a great year again this year with a 31-3 record. Uh, I know a bunch of Houston fans were ticked off that they didn't get a higher seed uh, given the conference that they're in um, and the record that they had. You know, they uh, they have they have a good they have a good team. I'm just uh, I, I would say one of the the, the biggest knocks I have against Houston is the fact that they're a really small roster. You know, they don't have uh, any starter over 6'8". I I think that puts them at a disadvantage against uh, 
some of the teams that they're going to be coming up against. So uh, I think they could be vulnerable to getting knocked out by an Iowa State that has a little bit of length and size in the second round. Uh, you know, I don't think Georgia State's going to give Houston any trouble here. Uh, you know, in terms of uh, of uh, looking at what Georgia State brings to the table, uh, they're also a really small team because they don't have any starters <laughs> that are over 6'6". So the one knock against Houston uh, doubly applies to Georgia State. Uh, I, I just think that, it, you know, it, it's one of those uh, teams that plays above the rim. Uh, problem is that they're playing a better version of themselves in uh, Houston. So uh, I, I think that one, you know, is uh, more of a matter-of-fact victory for Houston than uh, some of these other matchups. So uh, stranger things have happened. I just wouldn't count on an upset happening there. Uh, moving on to Wofford Seton Hall. This is one of the toughest games to pick in the uh, first-round matchups because I love Wofford, but I also love Seton Hall. Wofford uh, basically just dominated the Southern Conference this year. Uh, undefeated in conference play, won their tournament in impressive fashion. They were going to get uh, an at-large bid even without uh, winning their conference tournament. But, you know, they won their conference tournament in style and just handled their business. Uh, if you're looking for what Walford actually does well, uh, it's just a great balanced offense uh, with uh, a number of seniors that uh, get double-digit points. They shoot. Uh, uh, they have a couple of shooters well over 40% from an efficiency standpoint. Uh, they were fourth in field goal percentage. They had the second-highest three-point percentage uh, shooting as a team. Uh, their star player, Fletcher McGee, led, uh, led the nation with uh, made three-pointers on 43% shooting. You know, they've got a great story here from an efficiency standpoint. Uh, you know, if they're in a different bracket region, I would say that they would have a better shot. I mean, if Walford was in the s- south region, I would be picking them to make a Loyola Chicago type of run because they have that kind of uh, credibility uh, with me just from seeing them play. With that being said, being in the bottom half of the draw of the Midwest region, not a fun place to be because they're going up against a Seton Hall squad that has a lot of experience. They play solid enough defense to give teams trouble. They're not they're not going to get hurt from an offensive standpoint. The Pirates do very well against three-point shooting teams because they got to deal with a Villanova and Marquette they are very used to playing in these types of games so nothing Wofford does is really going to surprise Seton Hall which is why uh, the Pirates are a very dangerous squad for Wofford to match up against Uh, just from a standpoint of uh, you know the uh, Seton Hall runs a really thin bench Uh, the Pirates really uh, rank uh in the bottom third, like I would say out of all the NCAA teams, uh, Seton Hall, uh, the only team that, uh, plays fewer bench minutes than Seton Hall would be Nevada. So if Wofford can get Seton Hall 
uh, into a little bit of a faster pace. Uh, Walford should be able to uh, pull away from Seton Hall. Um, but uh, I, I think that's going to be one of the tighter matchups uh, in the earlier earlier rounds because, you know, I, I really like Walford, uh, to be honest. But it wouldn't shock me at all if Seton Hall uh, pulled off an upset because, realistically, I think that game's basically a pick 'em. Uh, but if Walford had, uh, like, because I'll, I'll probably throw in a bracket or two in some of the larger pools uh, where Walford makes a run because I think Walford does have uh, the credentials to be able to knock out of Kentucky in the second round. Uh, Seton Hall also has that uh, capability as well. Uh, but uh, I, I just think from an efficiency standpoint, what uh, Kentucky sometimes struggles with uh, on the offensive end uh, at times, that that leads to an opportunity for a team like Wofford with their three-point shooting ability uh, to, uh, to pull off an upset in the round of 32. So, uh, speaking of uh, the Kentucky Wildcats, uh, overall number uh, two seed in the region, uh, uh, and, you know, I look at Kentucky as a team that can make a Final Four run without much difficulty. I, I just think that the the biggest knock on Kentucky, as usual, each year is the lack of experience and what happens if they get into a tight matchup early on in the uh, early on in the tournament against a difficult team. So that's why I look at it as a case where Wofford could knock off Kentucky early, but if Kentucky can get past that first weekend, get the jitters out of the way with Coach Calipari, uh, you know, they are in the top uh, 15 in both offense and defense. They play it at a, uh, at a slower tempo than we've seen out of Coach Cal's teams in the past. Uh, they're ranked 265th uh, in the country in terms of uh, tempo, uh, which is pretty... Uh, Pretty astonishing because usually you'd think of Coach Cal's teams being able to push the pace a bit more. Uh, he's had this group uh, kind of develop a little bit further. Uh, but um, I, I, w- I would say that this is not his uh, most uh, talented team uh, at all. But uh, Calipari has done a pretty good job with the roster. Uh, the the best... Uh, Player for uh, Kentucky is Reed Travis, who's a graduate transfer uh, at a, as a six-eight forward. Um, but the rest of the team, I would say, you know, he he's got he's got horses that could actually make a run here. Uh, so again, I could see Kentucky making a deep run here. Uh, the one caveat would be, you know, as always with a co- uh, Coach Cal's teams, is just the experience factor. If they get into a tight matchup early, but you know, I don't really see a ton of teams in this region that can give them trouble outside of Wofford. Uh, I, I think they match up well against uh, Houston or Iowa State. So, and that bottom end of the draw, you know, once uh, if Kentucky can get out of that uh, round of 32 matchup, uh, I think they'll be fine to making it to the lead eight. And um, I don't see anyone giving North Carolina trouble. So realistically it comes down to that matchup between Carolina and Kentucky and you know most people would uh, take uh, Carolina uh, by and large but uh, 
Kentucky has more than enough skill to get past Carolina as well. So if you're looking for a differential to avoid being looking too chalky with your picks, uh, you can certainly put in uh, Kentucky to um, get past Carolina if you want to differentiate yourself from uh, the rest of your uh, competition. So uh, that does it for the Midwest region. Uh, I'll uh, move, uh, move on to the West region uh, and uh, give my thoughts there. But uh, uh, good luck, everyone, and uh, we'll, we'll keep moving forward. So that's all for now. Bye. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.